Hey everyone, welcome to Coming and Going, a podcast that's meant to be a biblical guide to your parenting journey. Uh, throughout this whole process, we take the opportunity to partner alongside parents and having different conversations uh, about parenting at different points of life, whether that's you're trying to navigate the different phases that your two-year-old is quickly going through and what it looks like to establish a biblical foundation for them, or as you're looking to uh, see your teenager own their faith and prepare for the next phase of life so that as they leave your house, that they don't leave as, as just kids with a watered-down faith, but they leave as growing adults looking to own their faith and see God at work in their own life and everything in between. And so I'm grateful for the opportunity that we had to have conversations like this and for the conversations that take place offline as we look to, again, come alongside each other as we're coming and going to see our sons and daughters grow as young men and young women after God's own heart. That's so why I'm excited for our guest today who shares in that heart uh, and has written an amazing resource uh, called How to See God, a four-week devotional for students. Uh, his name is Shane Sanchez. I'm going to share a little bit about Shane and then, go, of course, pass that off to him uh, to say hi and also to dive into this conversation. But a little bit about Shane. Uh, Shane has been involved in student ministry for over a decade in both volunteer and staff roles continues to learn from and be inspired by the next generation that he gets to serve. Now, he spent eight years as a student pastor at both Mission Community Church in Gilbert, Arizona, and Gwinnett Church in Sugar Hill, Georgia, and he currently works as the director of high school content at Orange. Shane's a husband to Heather, a father to their four kids, and he also has deep aspirations of dunking a basketball one day. Shane, dunk on him, my friend. Say hello. I still can't. That's the problem, man. I wish I could dunk <laughs> on everybody, but I can't, man. I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks so much for having me for uh, a really important conversation, not just about the, the book and the resource, but with parents, uh, of which I am one, as you mentioned. Uh, I, I look for any opportunity to grow in my parenting, so I'm just grateful to get to be part of the conversation. Yeah, and thank you so much for your willingness to do so, for your heart and wanting to equip and partner with parents. As you and I both know, when it comes to being in student ministry, when you first pop in, you're thinking all about the students. Uh, yeah. But the more and more that you are ingrained with it, and obviously knowing the heart of Orange to partner both the church and the home to, to come together to partner with parents to equip and empower them. We know that parents is that main spiritual influencer. Uh, it's so important that we as pastors, as leaders, as a church are coming alongside each other to see the home built up. So that way those yeah. foundational truths are lived out. And this resource looks exactly to, to do just that. Uh, and so Shan, I'd love for you to, to share a little bit there about what inspired you uh, to write this devotional uh, specifically on this topic. Yeah, for sure. So um, I, I wrote this devotional called How to See God directly for middle school and high school students. Um, um, and, and really what inspired this is we had been asking a question around Orange um, for a year that was built into so much of what we were doing in the student space. And that question is, where did you see God today? Um, so obviously that can be unpacked for an entire year. And uh, really, the idea came from the heart of trying to practically and s as simply as possible break down the idea of what it means to look for God in your everyday life. So um, when I was asked to write this devotional, we dove into, okay, what does this actually look like? How do we 
not just look for God, but actually see God at work. And then uh, myself, some of our team here, uh, Crystal Chang, who lead edited uh, the Devo, we just put our hearts and our minds together and went, okay, let's talk about this for four weeks in day-to-day bites that will hopefully help a student unlock that skill of, of seeing God in their everyday life. So that's really where the idea came from. And then um, as we started diving into working on it, it just kind of took off from there. I think that's so key is identifying what is that felt need, especially in that stage of life. We know that for middle school students, high school students, as they progress from that elementary age through that that key stage of life, that they're also moving from being concrete thinkers to abstract thinkers. Yep. And so they themselves are looking for, how, how do I see God? Uh, yes. And how am I seeing him at work? And we as adults even wonder that, you know, before the show started, I was sharing with Shane about uh, a phase of life that I've been in and, and how, you know, I've seen God at work through various things, through his people, uh, through his presence, through his word, how his word informs, how I know I'm seeing him at work through his people and through other things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it can be tough at times when we have all had those seasons as adults, as parents wondering, and what is it that God is up to? And what a beautiful thing for a student who can, their world is in a bubble and they can feel so like everything in this bubble of middle school, high school uh, is so very important uh, or so monotonous and they just yep. like yearn for something else. What's next? I can't wait to grow up. I can't wait for this next thing, this next opportunity. We're saying, hey, you know, how are you seeing God in your day to day right for now? Sure. That's that is really uh, that is really encouraging to hear. Now, I know that this is a book written for students. We're kind of this is a parenting podcast, though. Yeah. So we yeah. gotta talk to the parents for a minute here. And so there are many of us adults out there who do again struggle with this question: like, how do we see God, as we were just talking about, when He's not physically visible? So, what are some of the ways, places that you would encourage parents to be looking to see, you know, God in their own life? What are some of the principal things that are taught in the book that maybe parents can apply as they're looking to model this as well? to yeah. their, their, their middle school student, their high school student, or their kid at any phase of life? Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great question. And I'm glad you touched on um, the differences between the middle school and high school phases specifically. We, we often say that middle schoolers think like engineers and high schoolers think like philosophers. And mm-hmm. parents are, are, are working with and helping um, every phase grow and develop to, to hopefully think holistically, critically in a way that they can... Um, um, walk through their world with with critical thinking intact, but also in a way that helps them develop and grow as followers of Jesus. So to your question about where parents can dive in and look for seeing God, I think we know this, you know, I, I know you know this for a fact, uh, and I've experienced it too, but one of the places we see God at work most is in our kids. I mean, in the very development we just talked about is such a clear indication of God at work growing and helping our children thrive. So um, I I mean, I, I would tell you that for me, one of the places that I see God most often at daily are in the little questions that my kids ask. It could be, you know, when um, I go to put our, our four-year-old down for bed and he looks at me and just says, hey, you're the best dad ever. And I know he has really no evidence either way of whether or not that is true. Like, let's be honest. But it's those little moments where I'm like, man, that is that is a moment that I feel like God is even using my kid to speak encouragement into my own life. So I really feel like as we look for God all around us on a day-to-day basis, our kids are a great place to start, but yeah. you know, our interactions, our relationships, it could be in nature on our 
on our walk at lunchtime for work or whatever we're doing there. There's so many ways for us as adults because of the experiences that we've had that we, if we're looking, we can see God active and present in our lives. And then hopefully the more and more we do that, we're helping students and our kids unlock that same skill. That's good. That's good. Now, now share with me a little bit personally, then how do you then turn around and, and share that directly with your kids? So your four-year-old shares with you, you're the best dad. Mm-hmm. How, what sort of language or what, what does it look like as you're stop, stepping into those opportunities to say like, hey, can I tell you how that encouraged me or how I, I saw God in this or while you guys are on the nature trail or whatever, what does that yeah. look like for you personally to apply that with your kids? Yeah, that's a great question. When he says that specifically, I just say, you know what, that's truth. And I think God loves truth. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, that is not at all what I say, uh, but I might. I wish I could say that, um, you know, every time I have those conversations, I have those enlightening moments where I can, I can reflect on it that way. But if I'm, if I'm really, really honest, I would say most of the opportunity I get to do that are when my kids are curious about something when they bring up the way that yeah. the world works or something in science that they're learning, or they ask questions about how did those trees get there? Or the, yeah. like, those are the moments where really, and this again, this is a way that I think we as adults and parents can learn to see God when they raise those questions, it causes me to have a moment of introspection, but also of wonder that allows me to unlock the opportunity to go, Oh, you know what? Actually, um, what I believe is that, that, God created that or he made that and and he made that tree in a way that it produces oxygen for us to breathe. Those yeah. are the types of conversations that that we have because I want them to be able to think critically. I want to be mindful of the unique phase that they're in individually. Um, but I, I do want to point them in the, the direction of who God is and discovering who God is for themselves as well. So um, yeah, I think that's something that I, I need to be even more aware of, but I can say that when they get curious, those are some of the best opportunities to point them to who God is. Yeah, it's interesting that, I mean, you're really only three whys away from getting into like existential, like, right? well, what, yeah. what, but dad, why? But dad, why? Exactly. But dad, why? And like, listen, so God from the very beginning yep. <laughs> orchestrated yep. all of it. It's like, yeah, it is. When they get curious about something, all of it has an opportunity to reflect back to the glory of God uh, in, in, various ways especially you said you're in nature you're able to to speak back to this you talk about relationships you're able to speak back to this and so yeah Yeah. that is that is a a gateway but it can be annoying sometimes when they ask why so (laughs) the why questions are tough but but i mean the the thing is too we don't have to have you know a a a theology degree to be able to answer their questions and i realize you know you and i have ministry backgrounds and have been in this and preaching and teaching and doing all that for a while but it, it is for anybody. I think it's the it's the simple answer that means the most to a kid or a student um, yeah. in those moments. And that's the key for me. It's like, I don't bring out any of my, my, my biblical studies degree. You know, I don't bring out any exegesis and do it. Like, it is as simple as, um, well, you know, God who made that loves you and made you too. And that may yeah. see, seem overly simplistic to us sometimes, but it is what a kid needs to begin to discover who God is in their lives. And and that is how we meet them uniquely where they are in the phase that they're in. So, um, yeah, I think that's really important to note too. 
What's great with that is it allows you to, if you're talking about, because we're also talking about in this regard currently, like young kids. And if Mm -hmm. you're doing that from your kids when they're young and they're at that stage of curiosity and you're inviting in and creating a a, a trust of relationship there where it's like, yes, I want you to ask questions. I want you to be curious about things. And and knowing as this progresses, as you get older, I'm going to turn the dial more on what we are sharing. Like we're going to like- you, you're thinking more of a, as an engineer that you're in middle school. So exactly. let's talk a little bit more about why God put these together in this way. Yes. And philosophically, relationally, as you're getting older, yep. why God put things together in this way. And as yep. we know, at times, it's kind of tough to know when to turn the needle and, and, yeah. and, and what to do that. But to always be aware of, hey, this is maybe where I'm seeing God at work today because now my kid as a seventh grader is asking these questions and because of the other things I've seen in them relationally in their stage of life, I know that this is an opportunity for us to dive in deeper so they can see God all the more. Not that I've ever been trying to keep that away from them, but yep. as we are sharing that answer with our four-year-old, looks different with our 14-year-old, the yep. truth remains the same. It's just giving them that in a way that they understand at that specific stage of life uh, so that it is ultimately for their edification. Uh, yes. And their growth to see God all the more. So yeah. now what we'd also know that sometimes parents are also being intentional with trying to have these conversations mm-hmm. with their kids. Hey, mm-hmm. I want to I want to be asking the question, where did you see God at work today? Yep. But the frustrating part and my daughter just started full time kindergarten. She gets home and I want to hear everything. Yep. I, I want to hear about the glue sticks. I want to hear about the lunchroom. I want to hear who got in trouble. No, I want to hear every yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, but she's even told me, she's like, dad, I don't want to talk right now. Um, <laughs> I just did it. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe later. But yeah. I, all that said, I know parents are trying to do that with their kids. They're coming off a retreat. They're coming off of a, a night, mm-hmm. a small group, even just in their personal Devo time as a family, or just as they're coming and going. What encouragement would you have to parents who are listening? Feel like they're trying to have these spiritual conversations with their kids and students, but they feel like it's just brushed aside, disregarded, not clicking, what yeah. what word of comfort or encouragement do you have? Oh, that's good. There, there's actually three things that come to mind. First, I would say uh, you mentioned retreats and camps, and, and that's just such a great microcosm of what you're talking about because a student comes back from that, and I think every parent is like, what happened? You were just gone for a week or a weekend, and I know there were so many important conversations. Let's talk about it. And sometimes students are just exhausted. So that was one of the things that we would encourage parents with, um, you know, as a youth pastor, my team and I would just go, hey, if they're not ready to talk right away, that's totally okay. Allow that to unravel, you know, in the days or weeks ahead. And so that kind of leads me to the second thing where I would say when those moments do come, which my 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 gut says, and from experience, not as a parent of teenagers, but as a youth pastor, uh, I think those moments may be few and far between the older that they get. Um, so when those moments do come, do everything you can in your power to take advantage of it, to sit down, to stop what you're doing, to put your phone down. Gosh, I'm just, for me, you know, that's a, it's an easy distraction. And there are times when my, my kids will say something and it grabs my attention and I have to make the intentional choice of, I need to put my phone down in this moment and be present with my kid because what they're about to say to me matters more than anything else. So I think to be as intentional with those moments and to take advantage of those moments when they do come. And then the third thing I'll say, um, as it pertains to, to how to see God, it was interesting to have a conversation with a friend, um, who went through how to see God with his daughter 
and the conversations okay. that it unlocked. So I'm not saying that's just how to see God. It could be a Bible reading plan on you version yeah. together. It could be another devotional or resource for kids or teenagers. But sometimes just taking the time to be intentional and go, hey, for the next four weeks, like, would you be up to walk, go through this with me? They may not be ready to talk about it every single night. It may not need to be that rigid and that structured, but it may be once a week where they're like, hey, yeah, that thing that we read on Thursday, uh, I was thinking about it this way. Or it may unlock the opportunity for you to be able to form really intentional questions to ask them because you know you're walking through something together. So those are kind of the three the three big things uh, I would say is don't don't force it, but when it does happen, be as intentional and present as you can be, and then use the tools around you to unlock more of those conversations. That's good. That's good. I think as I'm hearing you share this, I think through the lens of the experiences I've been able to have from conversations with parents and, and in student ministry specifically, uh, with this resource being aimed there, but probably beneficial for for people to check out as we're looking to build those patterns into the life of our kids, yeah. is I, I found it important to always share with a, uh, a kid, a student, why you want to know those things. Like, mm. I, I want to know the answer uh, for this question because I care about you. I, yeah. I love you. I, I love you, like who God's created you to be. And I want to learn more about like what you got to experience and how you're seeing the world. And, yeah. you know, for them to understand, especially for students, they might think, why do you want to know that? Do you not trust that I saw God at work? Do you not, do you think I was doing yeah. something else? Like they can yeah. get defensive <laughs> yeah. to share the why. And if it's not, if they're not ready to talk then to, to try and set up a when, like, okay, That's I good. get that. You know, you might, you might be burnt out from retreat. You would just spend two days or so. I'd love to like, let's get dinner together. Let's, That's we're going to like tomorrow, let's do this. And the last one is, um, is remember where they're, where they are at. Because I, what happens oftentimes is we know this as parents, we're, you know, 15, 20, 30 years ahead of our, our, our kids and everything, whether we're leading them or in life, uh, with our personal kids. And it can be tough to think back through the lens of what it was like to think about faith when I was a seven-year-old or yep. I'm a 17-year-old. but uh, And then it can be frustrating. We're like, oh, how could you not see God at work when you were in that room and everybody was raising their hands and they were worshiping and everything? It's like, You're so right. don't, don't try and like, if, if we are shepherds, if we're shepherding our, our, our kids and the kids are sheep, we know that by nature, sheep are not swift. So don't try and yank them along to get to a point of understanding that life has not brought them to yet. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to keep anything away from them. We're not trying to hide truth. We're not trying to water anything down, but yep. bring them along gently to where they need to go. And just remember where yeah. they're at, that they might not be able to have the framework of seeing God the same way that you do, because they haven't had the same life experiences as you yeah. have. I mean, they're not a parent. Like yeah. being a parent completely changes your perspective of of who God is and our relation to with him as a heavenly father that your kids aren't going to see yet. So remembering where your kids are at, I think is, is a tension point for parents. Like even yeah. when their kids just do dumb things in general, like what were you thinking? It's like yep. your brain is fully functioned. No insult to any kids who might be listening. Yours is not. Um, so, so naturally there's going to be some of those rubs. So no, that's um, so true. And, and Joe, I mean, that, that just reminds me, like, isn't, isn't that what God does with us? And like, mm-hmm. isn't that what, what Jesus yep. did in the gospels with his closest friends and followers, the disciples. Uh, I mean, so much of what we see like Jesus do is that invitation just to follow. And I feel like he, he was so good at meeting people where they were and not trying to 
force an idea or an ideology on them, but to invite them to follow his way of life. And you have to imagine that for some, maybe it was a quick and sudden shift or change, but for others, it took a long time for them to, to look more and more like Christ, which is the process of sanctification. But, you know, I've, I've had people that I respect and look up to in my life talk about our kids as our greatest, uh, you know, opportunity for discipleship. And I believe that, but they're not projects. And, and it's important that we keep that in mind. And I don't think Jesus approached anybody as a project. I think he approached them as people. He loved them where they were. He was able to be really intentional at meeting them where they were and then guiding them toward who they could be. And I think we That's can just good. do the same thing as we're parenting our kids. Amen. I mean, Shane, that's such a good word. I, 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 it's always a good thing for us to be reminded of the character of Christ, the person of Christ, because that's who we're ultimately trying to emulate as yeah. followers of Jesus, to yeah. follow after him and to make his way and his word known to this world. Uh, as we look to see more and more people follow you know, God's will for their life, and obviously as parents, that's our first calling to do so. And yeah. I love what you said here, you know, to make sure we're maintaining that that attitude of being patient and humble and gracious as we are are leading them. And in those moments, just as we see in the life of Jesus, to mm-hmm. to be intentional when the oper- the, the teaching moments present themselves, yep. to exactly. uh, continue to to lead them along, to see them continue to grow. And so, um, and, and your resource looks to do just that. This yep. book, this Devo uh, looks to do just that. And I'm excited for how uh, to see people engage with it, to use it for families to do it together, uh, to help their kids in these key development stages of, of life um, in every facet, especially their spiritual development, to truly see, ha- to learn how to see God all the more. And so yeah. uh, I, uh, I want to give us opportunity to wrap up here. Any other, anything else you want to say to the the, the listener um, yeah. before we, we send this on off? Yeah. Um, well, I, I just, I just want to encourage every parent who's listening to know that um, they have so many opportunities to help their kids see God. The, the way that this devotional is written is it's looking for God through the lens of the fruit of the spirit, because um, if awesome. things like love and joy and peace and patience are are um, evidence of the spirit at work in our lives, then we could be confident that when we're seeing those things in the world around us or in other people or you know, even in our own lives that we're seeing evidence of God, um, in our, in our, our day to day. And I think any parent, you know, regardless of where you are in your own relationship to Jesus, even if you're on the fence, you're not sure about all this Jesus stuff. Um, you can, when you see love, take a moment to consider that they may be God at work in our world. When you see joy, whether it's at a concert or on your three-year-old's face, and, and and we all carry our own doubts and questions or whatever else. But when you see that joy, what what if you stop to even just consider for a moment that that might be evidence that there is a God who loves you and created you to experience joy? It's those types of things right. that I think as we lead our kids and students to see God, um, we begin to see God more clearly ourselves. So that's my encouragement to every parent. And that's honestly, that's an encouragement to myself because I need to do that more and more every day. Yeah. Amen. That's good. That's good, man. I, I, I really appreciate this, Shane. I appreciate your time. I appreciate hearing your heart. It's always an encouragement to know uh, that there are brothers and sisters in Christ out there who are aiming to do just this, aiming yes. to to see God glorified and see kids and students and, and parents and brothers and sisters in Christ drawn closer and closer to him. So yeah. thank you. Um, I want to tell everyone that they can get a copy of your Devo 
uh, by we'll have it linked in our our show notes um, so you can check that out. But I don't know if you know this, we're also going to give away some copies of your book. Uh, awesome. We bought a couple of copies of it, and so for those of you listening, there's going to be a giveaway link uh, in the the copy of this episode. So be sure to click it and enter. We promise it's not spam. We're not going to data mine you. We're just going to use this opportunity to give you an awesome Devo for you and your family. So, Shane, thank you again so much for the convo, uh, for the listener. Thank you, thank you as yeah. always, for, for tuning in. Please let us know if there's any other way we can be of encouragement and help to you and your family as you are coming and going. Till next time, we'll see you.